0: Uh, good morning, Church. How are you? It's yes, uh, it's a it's a very huge privilege and uh, and an honor. Uh, it's very humbling to be uh, at this place and, and to share. It's it's never something that we can take for granted to take to to stand in front of people and share uh, and talk because I understand. Uh, it's not because you don't have anything to do But you have set this time For for the Lord And uh, it's, it's humbling me so much And I want to thank Zolani A uh, long time I think it was A month and a few weeks back When Zolani asked me He said, Ander, can you preach? And then I said, no uh, <coughs> I can share He <laughs> said, no, I don't want you to share I want you to preach <laughs> So I'm gonna try, but it depend on the Lord. Can we can we do something different today? I know uh, usually we, we don't, but uh, I will ask pay the guy who plays piano just to play uh, at the background <laughs> for tonight for today. Uh, but it's not gonna be loud. It's just gonna be soft. Uh, I was I was so blessed uh, last week uh, for for what. Uh, Kriani said, I I forgot, she always blesses me. She shared about something, about obedience. I think we remember she was sitting here, and then she said someone hasn't paid her for for a month or a few months now, and someone overseas called her and said, I owe you something. He said about 10,000 rand. But she said very powerful words that that really touched me. She said, "Uh, because money is nothing, but obedience to God is everything. So that really touched my heart, and I was... And, and these days, I was I was reading uh, about Moses as well, about a lot of lot of guys in the Old Testament. When when Moses was was born, how Moses was born. We, I see God protection over Moses, even when he's he's young. He, he escaping in Egypt, and then he, he goes, and then he found a place where where he works as a as, as a shepherd to look after the sheep and then she and then he found a good thing, he found a wife <laughs> also at that at the time. But but at that moment he met God, uh, and God met him with, with the fire in, 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 in the tree and then God spoke to Moses and said, Moses, I want you to go up to Egypt where he escaped and I want you to take my children. From out of Egypt, and we we know I forgot, so my English is thirty percent. So, <laughs> so I will call it me. It's called it Moses. It's fine, <laughs> but to understand. And and when, but Moses he couldn't speak fluently as as normally. What do you call it in English? Stutterer. Yes, Moses was he was like that. One Moses was like that. He said, "Stutterer, thank you so much," and and Moses was that. <laughs> But when God spoke to Moses and said, I want you to go there. The question Moses asked God, he said, who will I say you are? And God said, say, I am that I am. For me, I would say that is not enough. If I go there and said, I am that I am, send me here. <laughs> and I escape here, you know. But Moses went back. I love what happened. And, and, and he, he had a stick on his hand. And... And Pharaoh, he, he gave the magician, and in Egypt they, they came and said, No, we can also do magic and the snake. But, but the stick that Moses had, God said, Put it down, Moses, and it became a snake and it swallows the other snakes. And, and when, when Moses, just to cut it short, and Moses went out from, from Egypt uh, by, by the ocean or by the, by the sea, God said, Moses, uh, Lift up your hand and the stick, and the ocean opened. My question is, is, is miracle in Moses is miracle on the stick? Mo, the miracle is not in the stick. The miracle is not with Moses, but the miracle is with obedience. If Moses did not obey God to put the stick down, nothing would have happened. If Moses did not lift up the stick, disobeyed God, nothing would have happened because today, if you can go to the ocean and lift up the stick, nothing will happen. If today you put the stick down and see the snake, nothing will happen. but the miracle it's in God obedience. It's when you obey God, you can do a lot of things. But if you do not obey God, you will stumble. You will stumble. We have a lot of people out, out here. Like I, I really respect uh, the church, so much, in in a way that I believe that Sunday it's where we we get encouraged. It's where we get challenged, and also it's where we get uh, God can rebuke us and say, you know what, this is wrong. You, you can you have to take that off, so you can you can. Go straight in this way. And we, we, a Sunday or church is a place where we get encouraged, where, where broken people are, are, are being restored, are being made in, in the presence of the Lord. And we have to go out there. I believe today we have to go out there encouraged to the broken world. And, and in a world where people are broken without hope, without love, out there, people, people, they say there's no love. There are A lot of people who say, I don't believe in love. There's no love. But in God's kingdom, there's nothing you can do without love. If you do anything without love, it's, it's not counted. God said you didn't do anything if you do it but without love. You have to do everything with love. That's, that's, how much, that's how much love is in God's kingdom. In a way that if you do anything but without love, it's not counted. But in that world... People say there is no love. People need love. People need to be need, need to be put together. They are so down. They do not know who they are. And they come to church. They want to know who I am. Why am I here on this earth? Is life only about waking up in the morning, going to school, coming back to school, doing my homework and and go to sleep. Is, is life about going going to work, take a bath and go to work and come back? Is that exactly? Life is not only about that. But life is also about knowing Jesus. If you know Jesus, you know who you are. You know your purpose. But even if you are, even if you know yourself, even though you know Jesus, it doesn't mean you are out of a broken world. It doesn't mean you will never experience depression. It doesn't mean you will never experience anxiety. It doesn't mean you will never experience loss. A, a, Betrayal, all those things. You will experience it. Today we will learn about Joseph, a man who experienced so much pain. But I want us to open the book of Genesis, chapter 37. Today I I want us to to speak about God, or let let us say Jesus in the storm. Jesus in the storm. To me that, that brings so much joy and so much peace, so much peace and freedom that I am in the storm. I'm sucking so much. But the good news is Jesus is in the storm. The good news is Jesus is in the storm. The bad news, the, the, the horrible news in the world is that Jesus is not there. If, it, if Jesus is not there, that's the baddest news ever. But the good news ever is Jesus is there. And the biggest mistake you can do in your life is to not see him while he's there. Where is your focus? We're gonna read about Joseph. I'm gonna I'm gonna be short. <laughs> uh, I am told but I'm gonna be short. Uh Genesis chapter thirty seven. So sometimes my, my pronunciation you have to pay uh attention <laughs> the way I pronounce words. You no, know, so my English is 30%, remember. 35, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, Genesis chapter 37, we're going to read some few verses. Now we're going to start from verse 3. Uh, now Israel loved Joseph. So Israel, Israel come from Jacob. Because Jacob, uh, he... He prayed. There was there was one day where he prayed and talked with God the whole night. And the other vision said he wrestled with God, and and in the morning, and then and then God and, and then God named him. He gave him a name. He said your name is Israel. And he named uh, the place Joseph named the place in the morning. And said this is Bethel where I talked with God. Where I talked with God. That's where sometimes that's where the, 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 the word Bethel comes from. It means it's, it's a place where I talked. So Jacob has has these sons, and verse 3 says, I'm reading in ESV, Now Israel loved Jacob more than any other of his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Hear this dream that I have dreamed. Verse, verse 8. Can you skip to verse 8? Uh, okay. Uh, verse 8. His brother said to him, so he shared a dream to him. His brother said to him, You are indeed uh, to reign over us, or, or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him. He said to him, "What what, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? Now the Bible said his brothers hated him so much. So there was a time, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. It's, it's so amazing. I, I read it. I've, I've, I, when I read this, this story, I felt like I can just read from this, this time to 45 where, where he meets his brother. The whole story is so emotionally. It's, it's so nice. I love it so much. But at this time, Jacob, uh, the, the, the 11 brothers, they went to look after, after the, the flock. And Jacob, they are dead, he said uh, to Joseph, he said, Joseph, uh, go and see if it is well with your brothers. They have, they have gone for a long time uh, to the bush to look after the sheep. Go and see if it's well and see if they're okay and if the flock is okay. And then Jacob and, and then Joseph went and, and go search for, for his brothers. In verse 20, this is what now his brothers are planning of Joseph. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that uh, a wild animal has attacked him. And we will see what, will be, what he will become of his dream. But verse 26, one of his brothers, Judah, he said to his brothers, then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brothers and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Just, just a small thing in this. Uh, Joseph is a man who was, who was favored by his father Jacob, and he's a man who was favored by God as well. But I just imagine just I just imagine like in, in, in life where you know when you have when you have plans and you have dreams and you have passions say, ish. You know what? Maybe you say you have a mentor, it's like hey I have this idea. I, I and then you, 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 you write everything down and you said I want to do this, I'm gonna do this and you go to the mentor or you go to the church and all they do is just to let you down. I said, No, we don't think uh, you, you, you can do this, and maybe they sit you down and said, well, let's let us uh, check the reality. The reality is this and this and this and this. I don't think this is possible." And they just let you down. And maybe you, and or maybe you are you are a leader somewhere, or maybe in your business or in school, or you bring ideas. Where you bring ideas, and then you believe so much, and people always they just let you down. Joseph he experienced his brothers letting him down in his dream. But I love chapter 39. It's chapter 39, verse 2 it said, the Lord was with Joseph. That is the key. That is the key. The Lord was with Joseph. Whatever, whatever is happening in your life, whatever you're experiencing in your family. And in the business you are, or at work, maybe you have been working for years. There are people who have been working for years, and this really affects, it, it, it even affects a, spirit, a human being's spiritual life, where someone has been working so much at, at his workplace, but they do not uh, pay him much. He said, you know what? I work like a donkey, but they don't pay me as, as much as they have. I want to tell you that God is with you. Is that. God is with you. I want to speak about this man, uh, John, do you know John, the Baptist? John the Baptist, he had an amazing chance or opportunity to introduce Jesus and to touch him, to baptize him. When Jesus came, he said, oh, behold, the Lamb of God. He came to take away the sin of this world. And, and, And when Jesus came, he even said, no, I don't deserve to baptize you, sort of. But Jesus said, no. And then when he baptized Jesus, the Bible says, what happened on the, on the sky? And, it, and God said, this is my son whom I'm pleased with. Even God spoke. But John, there was a time when he was in jail. He touched Jesus. He baptized Jesus. He heard God's voice saying, this is my son whom I am pleased with. But John, one day he was in jail change. Now he said to his disciples, go and ask Jesus, is he the one? Is he the one? Maybe you can struggle in life and, and go through a lot of things and ask yourself, God, I, have you really caught me? I don't understand. Calling doesn't mean everything will be, it will be fine. Being born again, it doesn't mean everything is going to be 100%. It means it's going to be worse, but you're going to have peace. You're going to have peace. One thing that Jesus does when we go through the storm and he, in the, he is in the storm, there's only one thing that separ- that's, that's makes us different from, from the people who, who, who haven't accepted Jesus or from the people of this world. It's one thing. It's the reaction. How do you respond during the storms? How do you respond during loss? How do you respond during betrayal? How do you respond during people saying, saying, saying all sorts of things and, and, and negative thoughts and all the things? How do you respond in that? You are in the storm. Is Jesus there in the storm with you? Yes. Are you recognizing Jesus in the storm? That's a question. Because Jesus will be there, but if you don't, do not recognize him, you will end up saying, Oh Lord, where are you? Why are you looking at the storm? Not Jesus. Fix your eyes to Jesus. Most of the people who complain are people who they complain about the storm. Not you will never complain about Jesus. You know why John? John, why John sent his disciples? It's because he was changed. At that moment. And then and then that, I think he was in jail. And this lady, you know, this lady with dance, and, and they asked for his head. He was about to die. But when his disciples went to Jesus, he said, John says, ask, "Are you the one or should he should he wait for someone else to come?" Hey, Jesus, he was Jesus, you know, his answers. He said, "God tell John that the sick are being healed, blind see, the dead are rising." Does John need that? I know, you may be in the truck, you may see miracles, but sometimes they cannot speak to you. Sometimes they don't speak to you. You may see someone with a broken leg at the church and see the leg coming on, but sometimes that does not fix your family problems. Jesus, you come to church, Lord, I, my, my brother has been sick so much, and you go to church, someone has been sick, said yes, and then testify. Is, is your brother home healed? No. John did not need that answer. But what, but what Jesus said after, John needed it. But John never heard what Jesus said about him. When they left, when you, when you read, I think it's John chapter 11. After the John disciple left, uh, Jesus spoke about John, how great John is. He spoke, he said the words that John needed to hear. When the disciple is gone. He said, there is no one like John. John needed to hear that. When you struggle so much, maybe you just need the word. There is no one like you. You are doing great. Continue. You are doing great. What are you doing? It's good. Keep on going. You need that. But sometimes you don't get those words. But sometimes you don't get that. I want to tell you that God today, I want to tell you that God is proud of you. God breaks Of you. He said, I am proud of him. I am pleased. A few continue. We find God speaking to, 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 listen, to Lucifer about Job. And he said, have, he said, have you noticed my servant Job? Have you noticed him? He's faithful. I can imagine David's said, Oh, man, you have protected him. He's rich. He has everything he wants. He's in a bad environment. He's in a bad environment. Who cannot save you in that environment? And God said, you could it. Devil failed to serve God where there was no sin, there was nothing. If, if devil attacks you on all the things, just tell him that you failed to serve God when there was no devil, when there was no sin, when there was no temptation, you failed. And I will serve him and be faithful and obey where there's sin in this broken world. When I'm broken, when everything is against me, I will be faithful and save God. Don't allow devil to, to conquer your mind or to, to control your mind because you're doing better than he did it and now you're doing better than that. Do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged. This man, Joseph, he went to, he went to prison. Or when, when he gets there, Potiphar, he saw that. The Bible said, uh, Potiphar, is it Potiphar? Yes, you know Old Testament names. <laughs> he saw that God favored Joseph. He saw that God was with Joseph. And then he gave him church. In, in that house of, of, of Egypt, except his wife. Another thing. And then when Joseph, when Joseph been through all this, and now, you know when he said, yes, peace. And the woman came. <laughs> <laughs> and the woman came said oh no way stop it man and, and this temptation came and said sleep with me no one will know no one Joseph said no the master did not t- he give me everything except you I won't sin against him and I won't sin against God obedience faithfulness how do you respond during the storm? How do you respond? If you don't know who you are, you will, never, you will never make it. How do you know who you are? You know your creator. He knew. And he said, I will not. But then she lied. She said, and then Joseph ran away, and then the woman lied, because Joseph left his court. And this, Hey, Pastor Zulan, we, we don't have to wear a coat <laughs> They were putting problems. And then Joseph, Joseph escaped, and then she le- he left the coat. And then the woman screamed. I said, oh, he said, "Ah, you slept with me! Look, look, what, look! The man that you bring here, he came to, and then, I, and then, he came to to sleep with me. And I screamed. And Joseph, he went to jail. Oh God, I love. Him. Oh, God's plans, man." They may bring tears. They may bring that maybe you want to give up. You know, when when Solomon writes, he said there's a time to to be born. There's a time to cry. There's a time to laugh. And he he writes all the time, the season. But there's no time or no season to give up. There's not. Do not give up. Trust in the Lord. How do you trust in the Lord? You have to know him first. You cannot trust in something you do not know. Know him first. And then you can trust in Jesus. With with yourself, with your family, with your business, with your work, with everything, trust in him. Man, he will never disappoint you. Never, ever. And then Joseph went to prison again. He went to prison. But also, because Joseph was, because God was with Joseph. Man, there's something that people will never take away from you. They can take anything and everything, but they will never take God's presence. Never, ever. Trust in the Lord, man. Trust in the Lord with everything. You know, with everything, with, with everything. Trust in Him. How do you respond in the storm? And even Joseph, even in there, in prison, he was in charge yeah. Because God's favor and God's presence was with Joseph. God is with you. God is with you. But why am I not like Joseph? How do you respond? How do you respond? Do you see him in the storm? If if Joseph said okay, and then to this woman said okay, I right, let's do this. Would you say God was not? How do you respond? And that, and then we see God in, in in Joseph. Obedience. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you, you can ask yourself, that why? Why God did not just uh, take Adam and Eve? You know when they sinned? They committed sin. Why didn't just start again, just start over again? Why didn't he just you know what It's just two of you. Come on, we're gonna start again, it's fine. It's just two of you. But you know what? God does not replace, He restores. He's God of restoration, man. Jonah. Do you know Jonah? Jonah was disobedient. God said, go to Nineveh. He went to Tarashish. That man, he even wanted to kill himself. He get in and then in, 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 in the stomach of, of the fish. But God was with him. He so said, I'm not going to replace you. <laughs> I'm going to restore you. I'm going to fix you. You're going to do what I want. God is not going to replace you. God is not going to replace you. It's not. You're not going to say, hey, I stumbled. I failed today. I said, God, God said, I must do this. I didn't do it. Oh, maybe God will find someone else. No. It's you. It's you. He will not replace you. Man, he's God of restoration, man. He's God of restoration. How do you respond in the storm? Remember when Jesus was, was in the, in, in, uh, with disciples in the boat, I remember Pastor Allen preached about this last week and and he even lied on the table that Jesus was sleeping. Who said, who said, let us cross over? Jesus said, let us cross over. He knew. He knew. He said, let us cross over. Yes. And then they went. Jesus said, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. The Bible said, there were other boats. But during the, uh, when the chapter goes on, when the chapter goes on, it does not talk about other boats, it talks about this where Jesus was. And there was a storm. And there was a storm. Not just a storm, and there was a storm. Remember one thing Peter was, Peter is a fisherman. He probably knows what to do, he probably knows the tricks. When, when you, you are in the ocean. And maybe something happened and the storm. So, I mean, you probably know the tricks. I can assume that maybe they, they tried when Jesus was sleeping. Well, hey, this guy is sleeping here. Maybe they tried to, to fix things in the boat and said, hey, Andrew. And then they called the Philip, hold there and stuff. Hey, but water came and water started to come in. And the storm did not come down even when they tried. You may try. If you try alone without Jesus, you'll never make it. Don't try alone. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to say, you know what? I know this has come before in my life. I did this, I did this, I did this. No, 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 no. It's not your experience. Do not take Jesus' place. It's Jesus' job to come down the storm. Not you. Maybe you, don't have, maybe you don't have a good relationship in your family. Maybe it's with your colleagues. Maybe a church. Maybe there are people you don't have a good relationship with. Man, call Jesus, man. We are called to have a good relationship with God and other people. God loved us. We have to love others as well. But when water came in, now they started to call Jesus. Now they started to call Jesus. Do not wait for the water to, to come in. Do not wait for the last breath. Do not wait for the set, "Oh, i I'm about to give up. Do not wait for that moment. Call him while the clouds are starting together, Call him. Say, Lord, where are you? I'm here, Lord. Come. Come, Lord. Come, the storm. Oh, Lord, where are you? I want to hold you close. I want to hold you close when the storm comes, so I may have peace, so I'm, it may not affect me. People may be affected by cancer. It does not mean if you're a Christian, you will not be diagnosed by cancer. But if you're a Christian diagnosed by cancer, you will, you will not you will not react as the same. You will have peace in cancer. When you have cancer, you have peace in you. Even if it's said, you say, Lord, I know. I know you are with me. If it is your will, let it go away. If it doesn't, I will praise you. Not because I don't have cancer, not because I have cancer, because you are my God. Because you are my God. Even if you don't, maybe the business is not going well, or maybe you don't have a job, Lord, I will save you. Through that, Jesus is here. We're about to close. Now, how do you respond in the storm? I remember when Alex shared, he, shared, he was talking about uh, being effective, an effective Christian. Remember. <laughs> he was talking about being an effective Christian. Zulani spoke also about being filled with the weight. Can I make an example? Uh, a few weeks back, I went to the garage up here and kill it. And then there's a man called Mike, and then we, we just talked with him. We talked, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "I said, oh." And then we, we went to happy. Said happy. Being happy is a choice, man. It's nice. You know, those people who are loud and. Just and I think happy choice I said, you know what? I love people, it doesn't matter of the colour and all those things. But it's the only one people who pisses me off, taxi drivers. <laughs> he said, In the morning, before eight they piss me off. And from ten it's fine. And from three to what they piss me off again. Can I can I make can I make uh, just a practical example. There's something Alex mentioned. Maybe I will, I will not put it in the exact word. But he said, people are just... And five 5'2", and that, you touch me. Ah! And they're so... But, you know, peaceful, but just one thing. And people are exposing and angry and all that. As a Christian, how do you respond in such things? If someone bumped into your car, will peace come That God, I want to show peace. Or that... ah you know, you have a choice. I have a friend of mine. He was, he was in so much depression and so much. And then I said, you know, what? hey, you don't do this, man. And then, but it's, it, he did an amazing thing. It's, I learned so much from him. And then he said to me, you know what? When you, you, when you don't feel spiritual high, when you're not in church, when you don't feel this spiritual thing and said, yo, Jesus, I love you. When you down, 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 that's where you have to show the fruits of Jesus. Where people will say, you know what, if someone bump into my car, I will get angry. I, I will do the same. When people won't find you at fault when you did that, show peace. Always find a way of showing peace and forgiveness and mercy. Because your father is peaceful, he's merciful, he's gracious. Why don't you? Why don't you? You may say, if someone bump into car, and stuff. You say, hey, relax, brother, it's okay. But do things properly. Go to the police station, write, What, what, the thing. But show peace. You, you can do the right things with peace. You can. It's possible you can. You may change someone's life in a second. You don't know. It's either bad or good. You don't know. How? Huh. The thing is God has called us. Uh, the thing is God has called us. But in the, during the storm, we don't see Jesus. Sometimes. Do you see Jesus when someone does that to you? Said, oh, okay, come down. Said, Lord, I'm going to show peace. No, it's okay. Let's pull over on the side. Let's do things right. What's your name? Even if you were in a rush and pray to God. Man, God, God won't disappoint. Even when you're rushing to a meeting, say, pray, Lord, no, this is happening and stuff. God won't disappoint you. If it was something emergency, God will take care of that because you have trusted Him and you have showed peace. That will not. That that will not die. But this man. Ah, this last verse is we are closing now. Can you open Genesis chapter 40 chapter 43? Oh, sorry, we're going to open chapter 45. Oh, sorry, no, 43. <laughs> We're going to go to 45. But this, 43 verse 16. Oh, God. And, and in this, this was so emotional to me when I read it. And when, when Joseph, Joseph came out of, 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 uh, of the prison, because he had to interpret uh, Pharaoh's dream. And now he found it favor into Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream of these uh, seven cows... Seven cows they, they, they pick and others, you know, but they, they, they represent uh, famous and others, they represent plenty. So now, we, we know the story. So now, <laughs> but, and then, and then Joseph's brother, who, who sold Joseph, they came to Egypt, where Joseph was, there was like Pharaoh and Joseph, where Joseph was speak in Egypt. Man, how do you respond? This is so amazing to me. It touches me so much how Joseph responded to his brothers. Brothers who betrayed him, who wanted to kill him. He knew he had that. Joseph, he, he has been pretending to his brothers because his brothers did not see him the first time when they came to Egypt. They did not see him, but he saw them. The Bible said he wanted a place to cry and to weep. But he asked them, is your father alive? He wanted to know if his father is alive. And Joseph cried, but... And then there's his brother, in verse 16, he said, When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the, to the steward of, of his house, Bring the man into the house and, and slaughter an animal and make ready for the man to dinner with me. This is his response. His brothers come to him. He said, I want to make, to make what do you call? A feast. Yes, I want to make a feast for those who wanted to kill me, for those who betrayed me. The one I So for those who put my dream down and said, no, they wanted to kill me for my dream, for my words. I want to make a feast, not because I want to pay back, not because I want them to see that I'm big, because I love them. Because I love them. And the men were afraid. (laughs) And they were afraid, verse 18. And the men were afraid because... They were brought to Joseph's house and they said it is because of the money which was replaced in our sink the first time that we were brought uh, into, into that many English, I told you, 30%. So that he may assault us and fall upon us to make us servant of seize our donkeys. But Joseph was gracious to his brothers. So much. Verse 23. I'm going to close. I see time. Give me two minutes. I'm close. Joseph replied, peace to you. Do not be afraid to your God. And the God of your father has put treasure in your sink for you. I received your money. Then he brought Simon out of them. Verse 45. Sorry, I'm rushing now. Joseph, uh, verse, verse forty-five, uh, verse three, and Joseph said to him, to his brothers, "I am Joseph. Is my father still alive?" But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. Verse four, touch me so much. So Joseph said to him, brothers, come, come near, come closer. Please come closer, and. And they came near and he said to them, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here. This is the land for God sent me before you to prevent this life. For God sent me here. How do you respond to people who speak negative words to you? To people you know, they dislike you. You know, in their presence, they just don't—they just don't want to be around. How do you respond to them? Do you show peace to them, or you want to say an eye to eye? Do you, what do you do? How do you respond to people like that? To people whom you know, you know, Phunji uh uh testimony." When, when, when his auntie, when how how, how his auntie died, he forgave those people. who, who killed his auntie. He said, I forgive them. Sometimes he says, I still sin, but he forgive them. How do you respond? In the storm. Oh, but he made a feast. I want to say to you if today, you, you are with depression. You, you are in chains. Maybe someone in your family is, is, is in addiction of drugs. Maybe, maybe you are in addiction. Maybe you cannot, you cannot come out of this prison. I want to say to you, there is a table of the Lord where you can feast. Saul, so you know Saul? Saul, he wanted to kill David for so many times. He followed him. He wanted to kill him. But the Bible said when Saul was down, and when David, in has, 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 all the changes to kill Saul, he said, I will not touch the anointed one of God. He did not. He did, how do you respond? See, he his, his response with peace, with forgiveness, with mercy. And then also, he goes, when we, we read Samuel, first, Second Samuel chapter, chapter 9, verse 1, he said, Is there anyone in the house of Saul that I can? show mercy on. And the man who was troubled, and the man who, who, who saw himself as a dog, he said, no, I'm like a dog, man. And he said, come, I'll put you in the table. In the table of the Lord, there's restoration. There's love. There's this song I want us to sing. Worship team, can you come? He said, I will feast in the table of the Lord. Come all, come all you weary. Oh, Lord. Come, all you will come and find. His yoke is easy. He will restore you. His yoke is easy. Maybe you don't feel that burden, but there's someone you know in your family. You know what? Maybe you cannot touch them now. Maybe you cannot touch them physically, but today you can bring them in the table of the Lord and God in heaven can touch them wherever they are. And he can restore them. Come. Come to the table. If there's anyone in your family or you are suffering in depression and only dead with peace, let us show peace. Let's peace of God rule us. May the Lord bless you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for your word. You are great. You are marvelous. You are good. You are full of peace and full of mercy, full of love. Oh, you will never leave us or forsake us, oh God. Oh, your thoughts are full of us and your hearts are full of us. Every second you think of us and you love us. Oh God, restore us, Lord. Restore us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.